Welcome to the Gifted Neurodivergent Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the exploration and cultivation of the outside genius found in neurodivergence. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gifted Neurodivergent Podcast. This podcast is a little bit of an off-the-subject one, but I just think it's interesting and I need to talk about it, so you guys are going to hear it if you're listening. I was on LinkedIn and I find over and over again on the neurodivergent groups, chats and such that they constantly are talking about trying to convince everyone in the world that we have value and that we are deserving of getting our place at the table. I want somebody to explain to me why they want a place at the table because right now I'm about ready to run from the table that is our society and I'm trying to build a space where We can have our own table. I want to build a world that encompasses us, sees us who we really are, and accepts us for that. And I just wrote a post on Substack that said, do you know how many senses there are? And do you know how many we know about or really have fully come to understand? And really none of them. The answer is none of them we have fully kind of come to understand. There's an article that came out that said, the sense of smell actually impacts your ability to see color. Now, put that in the show notes, or you can go see my list of 13 things. I know 13 is a scary number for some, but 13 things that animals could do that I wonder if we couldn't do most of them. 13 is live in outer space without any protection, and that's a tardigrade. They hibernate, and you can add water to them and oxygen, and they'll come back. I don't know that humans are able to do that, but maybe we have tardigrades in them, and so maybe in a way we are. Interesting thing about those cute little water bears is that they're the maximum ability, and they're pretty simple organisms. And they actually have taken on a composite of other organisms to create themselves. So they're not really a single organism as much as they are parts of a bunch, which is a fascinating thing. And I could go all day on that, but I'm not going to. Some of the other sensing things that we have are the ability to sense earthquakes, sense pregnancy, sense illness, sense fevers, smell heat, the ability to smell death, feel death. I mean, there's so many ways that we know that somebody's getting ill or could die or has something coming up with a heart attack. Animals also can do, but we haven't really explored them in humans. I know that there's animals that they're service dogs and they'll they'll help people whose blood sugar gets low or they'll know they're going to have fainting spell before they have it. And I don't understand why we haven't tried to figure this out in people, but I do. This is kind of what the whole podcast is about. We have so many amazing abilities, and yet we live in a world that doesn't exactly try to figure out the full potential of humanity, because then we couldn't all be one, and then we couldn't all be fit into that capitalistic, we should all look one way and do one thing and drive the same cars and only discern ourselves from others in the manner that they feel fit, and that that feeds the giant machine. And one of the things I was posting online was like, we need to do something drastic if we're going to survive the depression, I think we could survive, but I mean, we're going to live through it without massive trauma, turmoil, etc. Because I don't want to go through that. And I hope you don't want to go through that. And my whole life I've been struggling because I am a future seer. I am a person who has big picture thinking. And I see in a way, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, that they think is disconnected, but I know is actually just a giant big picture. And when I talk to others, it may feel disconnected. But for me, it no, it all comes together. I just, you don't talk to me long enough to see 
how it all comes together because I can go all day, night, and forever and ever. And that's why I have podcasts. So one thing that I want to impress upon you is that our full potential is so unknown. And that when I say we're gifted, I really mean the gifts we possess may not even be fully understood. But I'll bet you that there are people who can detect earthquakes before they are about to hit. I'll bet you that there are people who can detect seizures before they're about to come. I'll bet you everything that we hire animals to do, there are people that can do them. I don't know why we would give the job to an animal if there was a person out there who could do it, unless we were trying to keep people from reaching their full potential. I'm sure that a dog is a lot easier to feed or keep around somebody who might have seizures, me being one of them, but I don't have a dog that detects them, because I can detect my own. I know when they're coming, a day in advance. And I know I need to stay home that day and not be driving. But I am lost as to why we haven't tried to figure this out. But I would like to try to figure it out. I would like to know what your sensing abilities are, like what you think you can do, because I don't think anything is off the table. I'm open to all of it. I don't want to judge it. I don't deny it. I just know that my ability to feel other people allows me sort of to present as their brain does. So one of the things that I know is that I can see how people could be astral projecting. I can see how their brain would work that way. I don't think mine does though, which is a fascinating thing because my perspective taking is pretty amazing. I can slide through history with the perspective of someone and I, it's like I can see where they came from and where they will go. And I can see that for humanity as a whole. And so I tend to want to talk about what other people's perspectives are and they want to run away from me like I'm insane. So I started this podcast partly because I want to hear what your, your abilities are. I want to know what you can do. And if, you, if you're not sure, but you want to know, I don't know, and you want to go on a journey with me to figure that out, then let's do that. Because quite honestly, we're heading to a time where we could use all of the skills humanity has and we could fully go into them and understand them and use them. I am all about using them. I'm all about understanding them. And I have no prior opinion on it. I have no expectations nor judgment. I know that I can feel other people in a way that other people say is not possible. And so therefore, I'm sure other people can feel the world in ways that I can't see as possible. And one of the things that I that being able to feel other people allows me is to see kind of how different our brains are from what they say they should be. I know that's because we're higher sensing. I know that's because my neurodivergence drives my sensing higher, but I don't truly believe that all of humanity just lacks it and then the neurodivergence have it. I just mean it is most abundantly clear in, in those of us with neurodivergence because we're highly sensitive. And I do believe that those of us who have maybe different functioning in the world, and I, I mean, maybe we don't talk or maybe we can't move or maybe we don't have many things that others would take for granted, those people probably have an amazing amount of giftedness that we have yet to foster. We have yet to cultivate. We have yet to even slightly understand. And one of the people that always makes me think of this is a friend of mine who has Ehlers-Danlos, who has much worse version of that than I do, but she can see pain in people. She can feel it in her own body. And her ability to see and feel people is like my ability to see and feel how people think. And I find her amazing. I mean, she's so young. She's like, she could be my child, she's so young. And yet I find her brilliant. I learn from her every single time we speak and she is a joy to my life and I am so thankful for her. Shout out to you, Jordan. Because we need people like her so that she doesn't 
feel A, like she isn't important because she's incredibly important, but B, so that we can cultivate them and create a world where they aren't struggling. Because I struggle in our world and I am pretty normal functioning. Really, I'm pretty normal functioning and I still struggle. And those of us who aren't so normal functioning, who are wading through all these inputs or wading through all these physical sensitivities or wading through whatever, we're, we're going to be more because we're going into an era of greater dysfunction in the world, greater ecological illness, I would say. And one of the things about that that I'm going to struggle with, and I'm sure many of you will, is that CO2, higher CO2 levels in the atmosphere. When I was a kid, I know the buildings I was in, if they had higher levels of CO2, because my pots would come up, I'd be passing out, I'd have bloody noses. And then other buildings didn't bug me at all. And they kept saying, oh, it's the heating system. It's the heating system. It wasn't the heating system. It was the amount of people packed in a small space with not proper ventilation. But it was the CO2 because I struggled to breathe. And when I go to cities and there aren't a lot of trees around, I struggle again. And I'm not dying, but I'm going to guess that those of us with asthma, which is one of the things that I also have, and I don't have it severely, but I do have it mildly. I have a lot of mild conditions because my sensitivity is so high. Those of us with that are manifesting something to indicate we need to get healthier, we need to be better. And I think that's going to grow and grow and grow because our world is getting sick. Our world is sick and we've sickened it. And the only way to get it better is to stop doing that. But I don't see anybody really doing a way to do it. But I think the neurodivergents are the ones who are supposed to do it because we have to roll out earliest because they don't value us right now. The world is too hard, and I see neurodivergent groups trying to build collectives with neurotypicals, but the neurotypicals are struggling too, and they're not going to try to build collectives with us. They don't need any added help. And we actually have higher sensing capabilities that could be useful to our survival. So I want to go into that. I want to go into that, and I want to build co-ops, and I want to build businesses, and I want to build ways of being in the world, and collectives, and I want to build everything. I am a big picture thinker, and I see it's not going to be utopia, because I don't believe we there is such thing. It's also not going to be a cult or a, what are those things people used to join back in the 60s and 70s? Everybody joined a commune. I can't do that living in tents and just living off the land. I could totally see my parents being that type. That is not me. I'm too sensitive for that. But I do think we could build collectives. I think we could build co-ops. I do think we can build things together where we can all be healthy. We can all take care of each other. We can make sure that we understand each other and the value each other all has. And that not being stuck in the structure of our world would be probably quite beautiful, be quite beneficial. And I'm confused why other people can't see that. But maybe that's just because I am the way I am. And so for me, it's like, well, just change it. And I find other people to be like, you can't change something that radically. And I'm like, I do this all the time. <laughs> I mean, I am the type of person who says, I've thought all the ways that this goes and I don't see this coming out well. So let's make a whole new one. I will let people uh, go out of my life who are people that most people would never let go because I can see the pattern that will lead to for the relationship and it's not going to be good. It's not going to pay off for either of us. So I'm like, look, this is not going to work. And they're like, you can't say that and you can't do that. Actually, we all can. We can do amazing things and we can do horrible things. And I'm tired of being on just watching people do horrible things and then have being told because I'm nicer and I love deeply and I feel deeply that I can't be like that because I'm too nice. I am not out to hurt people. I am out to protect people. I am out to be healthy. And I will leave 
situations if they're not good for me. My brain just doesn't really give me a choice. It just says, no, this isn't going to work and I'm out. And people are always amazed that you can just do that. And I've just come to the conclusion the reason I can is that I can see how it will go and I can see that it will not pay off. There's no payoff. You have to have some belief that the situation will pay off in order for you to stay. And I've always had very clear awareness of where it would go and how it would or wouldn't. So the people I'm invested in, I will be invested in for their entire lives. And the people I am not, there is very good reason. If I haven't met you yet, there is no reason. We just haven't met. My point is, is I think we need to go into our sensing. We need to find out what our gifts are. And we need to understand what we're walking around with. Because when I say gifted, I do not mean just math. I do not mean just music. I do not mean just writing or English or singing or drawing. I mean, let's go into your gifts. Because if you have high sensing, my guess is you have some amazing, amazing gifts. And I would like to understand them. And I would like to change the world with you. I would like to change your world. And I would like to help you change the world's perspective of your purpose. I really do want to see if people can feel earthquakes before they come. Or if they can feel electromagnetic fields. Or if they can feel sound instead of hearing it, which, you know, is very much possible. Sound is, is a vibration. Can you sense heat? Like dogs can actually sense heat from their noses. And I think that's quite logical. I mean, my nose actually has the ability to sense heat. At the tip of it gets quite cold and warm. And I think we have just pretended that humans are only those nine senses and how they inter interconnect. You know, maybe some of us has synesthesia here or whatever. But I believe probably a lot more of us do. And I know my synesthesia has a purpose. And I know my other things, like my, my seizures had a purpose. They clean up my brain when I don't sleep enough. I know that there's a purpose for a lot of the things and we have just declared them wrong or problems or issues or things to be medicated away. And there's going to come a point where that's not possible. And I'd like to be one of the forerunners who changes that to start seeing us how we are. I don't disregard the spiritual world. But my brain does not work in that manner. It's like I'm a halfway point between the science and the spiritual world. The science world, I think, has left huge parts of it off the table. And the spiritual world feels quite religious to me, and I'm, I'm a little bit adverse to that. So my whole thing is I want to understand how it works in a way that language is a little more plain. There's a lot of use of language in our, our world, and there's a lot of use of it that I don't get because my brain's a top-down brain. And they're creating all these channels of getting up. And for me, it's, it's, it's convoluted and it's confusing. And I just want to make it simple. And that's how I work. There's another thing, too, about the way we sense in the world as creatives. You are not sensing what the other people are. They're looking for what they already know. You're looking for what you don't. We are the opposite. And I want you to stop beating yourself up every day for not being right or just the way you're supposed to. I want to stop. I want you to stop fixing yourself. I want you to stop thinking about what you need to change. Because the truth is the reason you are the way you are has a purpose. And our situation in the world is changing and your purpose is going to come out. Your purpose is going to get greater. And your high sensing could save us all. I swear to this. I don't know wow, I'm not that clear on it, but I have a feeling that we have people amongst us that will change the world and we don't even know how or why yet. 
but it has to do with their ability that we have not bothered to figure out. So I'm putting open an invitation to just contact me, tell me about yourself. You can do it via email, we can do it over the Zoom, we can do it over a phone call. But whatever it is, I wanna know what your high sensing gifts are. I have shared mine, I've shared them at length, you know where I stand, I'm open to everything. I wanna know how it works. If the spiritual world works for you and you wanna describe it like that, then please like help me understand how we connect the two because I need that. And if the science world works for you, then please help me connect that too because I wanna work on that. And if you have your own language, even more. I like That sounds fantastic to me because that's how my brain works. My brain wants to create its own way and seeing and doing because I am a very negative space. Pay attention, I see the opposite. I was talking with my math savant and she was saying, you know, mom, I don't memorize any formulas. I don't even understand why we do formulas. <laughs> and I was thinking, same for theory on humanity. The highest sensing people, we do not need the theories of others. We create our own. In a way, I think we may be the people in the past who was this wise man passed through and left tiny bit of knowledge and then kept going. And that seems very foreign to me, but I guess in a way that's what the internet is. And I guess what the, these podcasts are. It's fascinating. The wise men of today are the people who are just kind of blathering into the internet space, into the void, and people listen because they resonate with them. I find that fascinating. I find it's fascinating how other people see the world and how they manifest that understanding. And I think there's so much we can learn from each other that I really think it's important for us to build that community of neurodivergence, working with neurodivergence, understanding neurodivergence, giving each other that grace and space and letting them be how we are. I put a post up on LinkedIn today about how I have not been masking for five years and the amazingness that it has been for me. By not masking, I have pretty much become who I'm supposed to be. I've reached my full potential. And I wrote somebody and I was saying, you know, I had one parent, one step parent, but one parent of the lot that I had that was successful way and above the others. And he was in a heavy metal band that's famous in Europe. And he is the most white bread looking dude you ever met in your life. Kind of looks like Lyle Lovett. And he is the most fascinating, quirky dude of my whole lot of families. He does not try to be something he isn't, does not try to fit in, does not try to be anything other than exactly what he is. And in that, he has had the space to go and be an amazing artist, an amazing everything. And I think we need to realize that having to put so much energy into being something we're not is taking away from our gift, it's taking away from our genius, it's taking away from our full potential. And when I was sitting across to my daughter and she was telling me, mom, I don't memorize these formulas. I just figure out my own way of doing, like I can figure it out by understanding the negative space and working it backwards. And I was like, yeah, same, I get it too. I realized we have a whole bunch of people who are also capable of that, who are afraid to say it because I once was. And the only reason she's not is because I've given her that space. So open up your mind and heart and, and acceptance to yourself and realize that you may be moving through the world in a way that is not right or normal, but it's stymieing your full potential. It's stymieing you and the gifts that you have to give to the world. And when I got upset with that person on Substack who said overexcitabilities don't mean that you are gifted if you're neurodivergent, I didn't really understand why I felt so intensely at that moment, but every day I now know why I felt so intensely at the moment, because she is wrong. Our gifts 
are definitely related to our overexcitabilities. Our overexcitabilities are the spectrum. They are the depth of our gifts. And the higher your overexcitabilities are, and the deeper they are, and the, the more intense they are, the more gifted you have in ways that we probably don't fully understand. I think that there's children out there and adults out there who have not been fully cultivated. I was reading some information about how when you take calves away from their mother, because this is for milk cows, they have all these social issues. <laughs> they have all these developmental issues. They have all these healthcare issues. They have all these issues that look a lot like neurodivergent issues. And I can't help but think that maybe our scientists, our science, our, our healthcare, all these things are aware of that. And nobody can say it because they're in, trapped in the system. But since I'm not, I can. And I will continue to say so. We treat human beings like we do cattle. We treat human beings like industry meat, industry farming. Industry farming is hellish. It's disgusting what they do to animals. And I'm vegetarian because I can't do it. I just can't. I can't even read about it. I can't read about it. I can't, in good honor, eat meat and feel like I can get up in the next morning. And if you can do it, hey, I don't judge, but I'm just saying, this is me. What I want to do though, is have us realize that we are also part of that cattle thing. When we are pulling our children away and taking the most sensitive kids and putting them with people who aren't as sensitive, who are not as in touch, just I know from growing up with a mother who was not as sensitive as me, the cost was really high for me. It was the cost was our relationship. And I know that my mother probably loved me as much as she could love me, but it wasn't enough. I needed a lot more from her. So we need to just accept, please. I think you're amazing. I think that you have a lot of potential. I think that there's parts of you that we could unlock that you make you the next greatest thing. But in order to get started on that route, I need you to accept who you are. And every day, just say to yourself, I'm supposed to be this way. Let's figure out what it does. Because when you figure out what you do, then the world is right there cultivating you. That's all for my podcast this week, guys. I hope you're doing well. I do want to make the world a better place. I do want to make it a safer place. And I do want to help us understand ourselves. So if you want to be in on this journey, join me on my Substack group. I still have it open. I haven't put any money on it. I'm still going to put stuff up there. I'm going to start doing like a monthly or bi-weekly thing where I just get on and you guys can ask me questions because I need to connect with you because I feel like it's time. I feel like the environment, the financial situation, we have to start connecting with each other because we have to start creating something that's sustainable for us to go to, to move to. And I don't know why I feel this way. I just strongly feel it. And I have learned in the past that if I go into how I feel and I move in the direction that it's saying go that way, just like when I was had my first son and it was like, go pick the baby, go get the baby. It always works out. I needed to go get that baby. That baby needed me. And I can see the data now, even though we sort of are quiet about the fact that sensitive babies need their sensitive mothers and sensitive fathers and sensitive environments. We are aware. And if we can help each other get that, I, I would do anything to help others like me, other mothers with really sensitive children get that peace in that first couple years of life that I needed and I didn't get with my first one. If I can help you get that, if I can help you start like a small business or we can start co-ops or anything so that we have the balance that your children need and we can build a community so your children are safe and you are safe and you can heal from the trauma that we've had in the past, 
this is all worth it. Every moment I've sat here for free and <laughs> delivered this thing, it was totally worth it. Take care, everyone. The views, information, and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent Gifted NT Incorporated, Lillian Skinner, or the Gifted Neurodivergent Podcast. This podcast, Lillian Skinner, and Gifted ND Incorporated are not responsible and do not verify the accuracy of the information contained in this podcast series. The primary purpose of this podcast is to inform and educate. The Gifted Neurodivergent Podcast is only available for private, non-commercial use. Any other use of the information contained within this podcast must be done with express written approval and knowledge of Lillian Skinner. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute any part of this podcast. The developer assumes no liability for this podcast or its use on any other podcast or other media.